Welcome to the CX Impact Podcast. Speed up your customer experience success. The CX Impact Podcast is brought to you by Gemseek, your trusted analytics advisor, helping you predict what your customers will do next. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the CX Impact Podcast. My name is Latina Angelova, Growth Director at Gemseek, and I'll be your host today. As you've probably heard before, at Gemseek, we work with many leading companies across multiple verticals. One of them is the medtech and healthcare domain, where we pride ourselves in having five out of the 10 leading vendors trust us with their CX and VOC programs. Today, we'll be talking about the importance of gathering customer feedback when building and introducing new products and solutions to the market. The topic itself is very broad, so we've decided to bring on not one, but two guests to share their insights and experience. We'll focus on the importance of customer insights, how medtech companies are utilizing the voice of the customer, and what it takes to design an exceptional VOC research project. Our first guest is a seasoned expert in market insights, portfolio management, marketing, and strategic positioning for the medtech domain. He has spent the last 15 years taking on multiple positions within Philips Medical Imaging Business. Today, he is the Marketing Insights and Analytics Director for Philips IGT Business, covering a portfolio of cardiology, neurovascular, vascular, and surgery solutions. Welcome, Philip. Thank you, Latina. Good to be on the podcast. Thanks for joining. And our second guest, Quinton, is a true voice of the customer ambassador and what many professionals dream of, a truly passionate team member. Despite being early in his career, Quinton has dedicated the last three years to Philips as a product manager for Coronary Cath Lab Solutions. Great to have you with us, Quinton. Welcome. Thank you, Ladina. Glad to be here. I will start this podcast a little bit with the background information. Both of your professional backgrounds have started differently, and you currently stand at different levels in your careers. However, a big part of your activities involves gathering and leveraging customer insights. So how did you end up in that field? Maybe I can start. I think from my perspective, the constant in my career has really been a drive to find business opportunities. So I actually started off in the finance function in Philips, where you're trying to allocate investments in the optimal way to get to optimal business growth. But I actually moved into marketing and marketing insights and analytics because I wanted to be working in an area that is close to where the business opportunities are being identified. So more forward-looking and close to the customer. And that's how I moved into this area. Thanks, Philip. And Quinton, you? Yeah, so I actually have a background in engineering. I graduated on a topic of automation and robotics and having a general interest in innovation and bringing ideas to the market. I started my career at Philips in their rotational talent development program, whose program I held several positions in the medtech field, uh, working as both our new project manager and product manager, after which I transitioned out of the programming product management within our cardiology solutions business. I think for me, what sparked my interest in the field that I currently in product management is that it takes a lot more than a great idea to make it a success. And as product manager, you're overall accountable to make that happen, where you must balance different elements of clinical, technical, and commercial aspects of a proposition. And successfully building a product or feature that customers in the end will not buy or use often falls on product management. 
And I think it's this aspect of the role that I particularly enjoy. It's also the reason why it's important to get customer feedback to make sure we deliver the right things to our customers. You both were mentioning customers and being closer to the customer and how there are different aspects of product management that you need to make sure are in place in order for products to be successful. And I completely agree. Because in essence, really, every business is driven by its customers and metrics like monthly KPIs, revenues, churn rates, technical aspects really tell only part of the story. And to gain a deeper understanding of the business and how to fuel growth, medtech companies and companies all together should really actively consider the perspective of the customer. A big part of actually what we do at GenSeek involves helping clients actively leverage this voice of the customer across their organization. Based on your experience, can you define what voice of the customer means to you and the importance of it in the medtech industry? And do you believe that harnessing the voice of the customer helps fuel growth and build competitive advantage? Quinton, how about you go ahead and give your perspective on that? And I'll, uh follow-up. I think in the medtech field especially, there are a lot of different stakeholders, both internally and externally, and using the voice of the customer or getting any customer feedback is really important because we need to make sure that the customer is represented properly in all the projects we undertake and that their needs are taken into account in the right way. And I think there's not really any substitute for getting actual feedback from our customers directly about the products and services that we develop and launch. I definitely agree there, Quinton, and uh, just kind of build on that. I think, you know, for me, the voice of the customer is about listening to customer, but it's also about taking time to really understand the customer, what their motivations are, what their context is, and just to understand the bigger picture they are working in. I think it's really important for the med tech industry because it's a really complex environment. You know, there's loads of different incentives, many different processes, different purchasing decisions. As a result, it's not just enough to understand a individual's perspective, but also understand a, a group of people's perspective and the whole system's perspective on the area that you're looking into. Not only that, I mean, healthcare is also quite country-specific, right? It's very much influenced by the registry environment of that country and the government policies around that. So it's even more influenced by national characteristics as well. So actually, if you really want to tackle problems across the world, you have to really try and understand multiple countries' perspective to really crack the problem that you're trying to solve. I completely agree here. And what we have seen in our work also is that customer needs and pain points really vary across different customer groups, personas, geographies. And understanding this is absolute key for the commercial success of companies. During a recent roundtable between Jemsik Medalia and Philips, Stuart McGowan, who is actually the head of marketing insights and analytics at Philips, outlined that many companies today have very similar offerings and the real competition goes down to the space of delivering great customer experiences. Product design, feature price, sustainability, and service, of course, are all very important, but they also do play a role in overall customer experience, which is why validating these aspects 
ahead of time before releasing solutions to the market is key for success. I would really like to get your thoughts on this and more importantly, what does it take for medtech companies to effectively gather and analyze customer feedback and hence improve their product development decisions? And are there any areas of research that you think should be prioritized? From my perspective, I think what you see within our organizations that it's very natural for product development teams to be close contact with close customers, maybe customers that are thought leaders as well. This is, of course, actually something that's really a good trait and something that's really necessary to be a good customer-focused company. But I think also what you have to give room to is to collect the broader perspective as well. And this is where you really need a sufficient quantitative market research to gather the insights from a broad perspective. Otherwise, you fall into the pitfalls of designing for N equals one customer set. And secondly, you tend to then also develop solutions that are really there for the thought leaders, when in fact, actually, the majority of the market has different needs. So having sufficient space for quantitative research I think leveraging conjoint analysis is really helpful because, as we were talking about before, right, there's really complex purchasing decisions. So I think conjoint analysis really helps you to do that and simulate that as best as you can. And then in terms of making decisions, I think it's also about having that voice of the customer feeding into marketing strategy and then ensuring the marketing strategy is sufficiently embedded into the overall organization strategy as well. And that's had some uh, really effective decision-making. Maybe, Quinton, what's your perspective? I think that maybe a bit different uh, points that agree with Stuart in a way. Eh, that a great way to differentiate in the medtech space is to have a great customer experience. I think mainly in this guy, there is really old true where we sell these large fixed systems where basically the customer acquisition costs are relatively high. If you want to convert a competitive soccer to a Philips lab, it's quite an effort. And once you sell this large system, equipment is operational for maybe 10 years or so before it's being replaced. And keeping these customers happy throughout that whole life cycle certainly makes it a lot easier for sales guys to go in there and pitch a replacement of the current system if they had an amazing experience with the company so far. So I think that besides really leveraging customer feedback to improve product development, it's also important to ensure that really great service experience and also listen throughout that life cycle to our customers to learn how we could potentially improve what we're doing well already. A couple of follow-up questions. Philip, you mentioned how important the broad perspective is. Do you think it's also important to get in touch with competitive customers? So people who are not necessarily using your products right now to also capture their needs pain points and make sure that the solution you're offering covers a broader range of users. Yes, absolutely. And I think that kind of fits in very nicely with having that broad perspective, right? You should always be very mindful of the customer segment that you're after and that you should be open to capturing those customers or capturing the opportunity that competitors might be addressing better at this point in time. So having that broad perspective is absolutely critical. I absolutely agree here. And the reason why I'm asking this is just because I've so often seen companies making the mistake of this very narrow 
view of checking with a very specific cohort of customers. As you mentioned, if they check with the KOLs, it may turn out that the majority of the people who are going to use the product are not represented. And I just really wanted to stress on that here, how important it is to capture this broad perspective of various customer types, but also your own versus competitive customers. And Quinton, you spoke about how important customer experience is, not just when it comes to launching products, but also throughout the life cycle of solutions. Do you think that customer experience can be a differentiator and actually win clients that are unhappy with their current vendor? Yeah, I think definitely. We think we're really strong in partnering with our customers and also indeed the, the service experience. Uh, it can be it can be really a game changer. I would say that's why we also we monitor it closely. Maybe Philip is something you can speak to. I'm not sure about the work with Mendelia, for example, we're doing about how to make sure that we do not lack and we also keep our customers happy. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree, Quentin. So setting up a primary research project. We spoke about the value of really properly set up projects and quantitative data. So setting up a primary project to harness the voice of the customer comes with its own set of challenges, obviously. And we've seen many of those with lack of senior level engagement or knowledge about available tools, such as Conjoint, for example, or the overall process being some of the barriers that we quite often see when we execute such projects. What are the most common challenges you and your teams face when setting up research initiatives? Maybe I can start and I think it'd be also interesting to hear Quinton's perspective after this as well. From an insights perspective, the biggest challenge actually is at the very beginning and getting into depth with the whole team about really what is it that you want to learn from the research. So Often what's triggered the research has already triggered certain questions that have already top of mind to certain people in the project. But actually kind of really getting to the core business problem really takes also some quality thought and some real engagement across the team. And really picturing what is the decisions they're going to make once they've got the insights and to really picture what those insights are going to be. The other piece of it as well, which I think can be challenging, is actually if there are people in the project that have not done uh, primary research before, have not done conjoint, conjoint can also be a little bit of a difficult thing to kind of get your head around initially, at least. I mean, we have some really good explainers around it, but actually you have to get into it to really understand what it does and what you can get out of it. So I think those are the two biggest challenges I see. Quinton, from your perspective, when we were doing our project together, what came to mind first? Yeah, I think uh, what you already mentioned is that the questions you really want to have answered through the study and how is it going to help to make decisions in the project that help us further. I think that was indeed the most challenging part, like to really drill down to, okay, what kind of instances do we actually need and how are we going to get them? And I think once that's clear, it becomes also easier to set up the study itself. And also agree, by the way, on the point on the conjoint part that I guess some people, including you, Philip, are really experienced with the conjoint analysis and the nuances uh, that are associated with it. But when you also want to communicate it outside to more people, more stakeholders, I think it was also something we had to think about on how to do that effectively without explaining. 
the whole concept and all its complexity. And is there any advice you can offer to our listeners on how to overcome these challenges regarding clearing the business questions, the methodology, the outcomes, and how they'll be used? I think for these particular challenges, good to set enough the right expectations going into the projects to also say, look, this is not a minor thing that you can spend very little time on and expect it just to happen automatically. You have to really give some dedicated time and space for yourself when you're participating in a project like this. And of course, from a functional insights perspective, you need to have the right materials to help explain that to the project participants. But as Quinton said, sometimes also the broader organization as well. And that can always be improved. There's never a perfect way to do that, but we're always looking to improve on that. And I think also, it also helps when the leadership is there to really make sure that the insights are prioritized as well. Quinton, any advice from you that you want to share? I think nothing to add besides what Philip's already mentioned from my side. Great. Thank you, Philip and Quinton, for joining us and sharing your valuable insights with our listeners today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in next time for more discussions on the latest trends and insights in customer experience and voice of the customer. Thank you. Thank you so much, both of you. Thanks. Thanks Bye. If you liked this episode, hit follow and visit gemseek.com to learn more. Let's make an impact on the world of CX together. Thank you for listening.